You are listening to the regular version of Sexy Marriage Radio, smrnation.com. Well, welcome back to another episode of Sexy Marriage Radio, where each and every week we go where the nation wants to go. And one of the places we want the nation to go is to Indy in June uh, 23rd to the 25th. Come join us and have some fun. Yep, registration is still open. Um, there are a few spots left. Love to have you join us. Uh, fabulous four days together. Three days together. Four days with your spouse. Right. Or five or six if you want to come around your and stay choice. late. <laughs> Up to you. Get to hang out and meet a whole bunch of really cool couples. But smrnation.com forward slash getaways where you can join us. And where you can spread the word is you can jump on iTunes or Spotify or iHeartRadio. Rate and review the show. Leave comments. Uh, let them tell other people. Every, shout it from the mountaintop. Get right? the word out. <laughs> and then here's how we help you. You let us know what's going on in your mind and in your world and in your struggles or your successes or just your tips or your feedback to other people or other content that we've, we had. Uh, call us in. 214-702-9565. Email us at feedback at sexymarriageradio.com. All the messages that come in do get read. Um, some of them make them on the air. Uh, if you leave a voicemail, you get to the front of the line. Just, just inside baseball cutters, information there. Cutters. Yes, they, yep. But it's it's a okay cutting. It's good right? cutting. So it's, is that kind of like uh, in sports where it's not a foul if it's not called? Right? You don't get called for uh, cutting. We're telling them flat out this is the rules. So here's where it is. <laughs> it's our rules. We get to make them. <laughs> Kind of like life, I wish sometimes, right? Where we could just entirely, oh no, all of this is just my rules. I'm just making it all up. I get a cut everywhere I go. Yeah. No? Hey. Those of you in the in the England area with the queue, <laughs> that's a whole different world. That is. Sorry. Uh, you're talking about cutting. I think you do dramatically get some feedback. Yeah, it's different. Capital here. offense right there. Well, coming up on today's regular free version of Sexy Merge Radio, uh, we got a voicemail that's come in to help wanting some clarification on episode 569 from a couple weeks ago and then a couple emails depending on how much time we've got that we will go further and deeper into uh, just what's on tap with uh, the questions from the nation there and then on the extended content today which is deeper longer and there are no ads you can subscribe at smrnation.com forward slash smr academy we're going to look at the world of feelings what's the process there's a guy that's in the academy that's emailed in and he said, here's kind of what I've figured out and what I think. What do you think on well, how, the, how this all unfolds? And so that's where we're heading today. All that's coming up on today's show. Hey, Corey and Pam. I have a follow-up question from episode number 569 about the wife being fine with being fine. I know it was a long email with lots of stuff going on, but I was hoping you could be more specific with some of your answers regarding the husband having trouble communicating with his wife. A couple of things stuck out to me. He said he lacks the ability to have conflict and communicate. And he said he's never pushed any issue to say, honey, what's wrong? Or um, let's talk about this. And he said one of his main challenges is that he's not clear with his verbal communication, um, that he has trouble speaking clearly and respectfully. And some of your responses, you said that he needed to ask better questions and have the more difficult conversations with his wife. And I was wondering, could you go back and give some specific examples of what maybe some of those better questions would be and 
some examples of conversation starters, like some actual words to say, like for for these examples. I think that getting conversations started and asking questions is one of the hardest things to do in marriage. And just so many people stop right there. We just freeze and don't have the conversations at all because we don't even know where to begin or find even a few words to get that going. So I'd love it if you guys could maybe circle back to this and give some examples of real actual questions and conversation starters. So thanks a lot. As always, I love what you guys are doing here on the podcast, and I love being part of the SMR platform. Thanks, guys. So 569 was the wife is fine with being fine, just like this caller's pointing out, where um, she had no desire no sexual desire for him, even from the get-go, looking back at it. She's kind of realized she just doesn't, it, it, it doesn't trigger that in her. Right. And so it boils down to he gets caught up and he was the nice guy, was the way he even framed it from some of the stuff he's heard from us on the show, um, that he's conflict avoidant, he has trouble bringing it up clearly, and if he does bluntly, he felt like he was unkind or is received as if it was unkind. You know, yeah, and from her side, she wants to want, but right, just right. Doesn't. So these are these are the dilemmas that we face in marriage. That we can we can basically pull this out into a lot of different gridlock topics because a lot of them where we're blocked by what my partner wants or what my partner doesn't have that I wish they had for me. Some of those are not a question is not going to un, un, unlock that Rubik's cube, if you will. Right, because it's it's not as simple. Oh, that's what that was the magic piece that's missing for my lack of desire for you. Okay, not usually. Okay, right. But we're saying start the conversations. Well, so to be specific on what she's asking, this caller's asking today, mm-hmm. of what are some questions to ask and some conversation starters. Okay, okay? to clarify five sixteen. And if you haven't heard it, jump back, listen to it, and pick us up here where we are. Um, in this episode, but to clarify, most of the time, the best questions to ask are of myself first. How am I approaching what I'm dealing with better? How am I approaching what I'm seeing better? Because I think a lot of times what we do whenever I get some sort of pain point in my marriage, I immediately ask the person that I put at the root of the pain, which in this case is the wife's lack of. Well, I think my wife is the root of the pain. Well, in the way because he's framed it. maybe, well, go ahead. Right. The way he's framed it, she right. is, yeah. Well, because it, it was missing something. And so those of us, because I think we've all tasted this to some degree, where I want from my partner what it is I feel for them. I want it in kind, right? I want them as turned on by or me. I as, want from them, not for them. I want right, from them. I thought maybe I didn't say that. I, th- I well, I, I got I, I got confused. So I'm <laughs> no. assuming someone else would get confused. Too. Fair enough. Yeah, but it's like I want the same thing reciprocated back. I want to feel that same thing from them mm-hmm. because that's how I show whatever it is that I'm into them. I want them to do the same, mm-hmm. right? And so the framing we will often have is. Why don't you have these feelings for me? Why it's reactive? Why couldn't you just do this? Why don't you want to be with me this way? Why don't you want you know? It's those kinds of things which a lot of times immediately puts a partner on the defensive, which is I think why the caller's asking mm-hmm. what's some better questions. Yeah. 
So the first better questions are of myself. What do I do if I, if I get a better picture of orienting towards, I'm with somebody that doesn't have sexual desire for me. Okay. What do I do with that? That Did doesn't they- have anything to do with them yet in the okay. way I'm thinking of this. Okay. It's questions of me. Because mm-hmm. then I think you can get into the nuances. Okay. They maybe don't have desire for me sexually, but do they respond to me? Do they get into it? Are they interested when it is going? Maybe that's a hurdle. I just need to get past and see it as, wait, they are sexual with me. Yay. That's good. Yeah. But a lot of times, unless I take the risk of asking those questions of myself first, I do blanket questions that I hope will solve it, which is a lot of those, why don't you have this? What about that? You know, it's, it's trying it's to fix a, lot a of problem. Why don't you have this rather than what do we have? Right. And it's sometimes it's trying to fix a problem that my partner doesn't really want to fix either. Because for them to go down that path might require some serious growing of themselves and some serious struggles of themselves. And sometimes it's like, I don't know if I want to do that. Not there, not ready. Other <laughs> right. things are going on. I'm parenting. I don't re- want to do X, Y, Z. Or a theme we've had in, in, in a couple episodes now of coming to grips with the fact that I might have married for a different motivation than my partner did. True. Right? That I married somebody that's, they're more interested in the stability and the consistency of living and the financial wherewithal we have. That's why they're here. Not for sex. True. True. That I mean, yeah, that can be it. But I think you've got a good point in that you've got to go ask yourself some specific questions. Right. Like I, I've shared before mine was, and, and I, I'm sure I heard this from you on the show actually, but this is one that stuck with me was would I want to be married to me. Right. And that really got me thinking about, golly, would I, would I, no, I wouldn't, I wouldn't want to be married to me. And what, at, why is that? Why wouldn't I have wanted to be married to me? I, um, to dive into all all kinds of things, and after that, then you and I could figure out a lot of other things. Because well, I had to figure out yes my part in this, and it but it also shows a different orienting towards a relationship rather than where either of us are just digging heels in True. and saying no, I, that's just the way it is. That's basically tantamount to saying I give up. I don't care about you enough to seek what could be going on in me that's causing part of this issue with us. I don't, well, I don't care about you enough or I'm just so frustrated with it that I'm going to focus my efforts elsewhere. Right. I'm Does that avoid mean I pain. don't care? I may care. But I'm, at this point, I'm just whipped. Right. Right. And so if you can ask yourself the better questions first, then the conversation starters shift into gear where you're calling out the dynamic better. And so is it that you would start more after I talk to myself and you're going to this next phase kind of that I feel like we're pointing toward, is it asking questions of the spouse or is it what you just said? I'm making statements of here's how I see where things are. Okay. So let's go with this. Uh, what you just uh, disclosed on what I want to be married to me. Yeah. And the realization therein that you had was some of the, some of the parts of that was no, like I'm, I might be too reactive. 
mm-hmm. to things. I might be, I could even be mean about mm-hmm. some things, right? And so when you have these realizations, a conversation starter then becomes, hey, you know what, honey? I've realized I have helped create some timidity in you maybe or some fear or, mm-hmm. and because that's kind of what he talked about in 569 was he was the nice guy. So he would, not, he would fumble over bringing stuff up. He would not be bold and confident yeah. about some things. And so sometimes coming to her and say, hey, I realize some of this desire discrepancy we've got of what I have for you is not what you have for me. Um, I've, I probably have contributed. I have contributed to that. I've not, I've not been something in a lot of ways that's really desirable. And I'm, I'm going to work towards that now. I'm going to own that. That's mm-hmm. a whole different framework now. Absolutely it is. That it's it's basically just calling out myself in the context of us. And from our history, it's you coming to me and saying, I realize I can be scary mm-hmm. <laughs> with with my reaction sometimes. Yeah, and that just brings down barriers because now your spouse realizes, oh, whether they pinpointed it and they they saw it themselves and just didn't bring it up or... Now that you're having some self-reflection and just bringing up what you're seeing in yourself, they may say, oh, you're exactly right. I hadn't even seen exactly what it was. Right. Um, but that potentially is a relief for them. Well, because the best conversation starters are the ones where we're not attempting to control the other side of the conversation. Meaning tell them how they should act or what they should be. Or frame it in a question of I need their buy-in. Good point to help have this conversation. Because mm-hmm. if I look at the entirety of our relational dynamic of the real pain points, most of the time my partners communicated pretty clearly. They don't want to talk about it or do anything about it mm. either because they don't know, which can be legit mm-hmm. or they don't want to. So it's either it's one or the other. Yeah. So if you frame in 569 with this, the lack of sexual desire, if he's like, you know what, rather than asking the question of why don't you desire me this way? which can be harsh or unkind or reactive. Or it could make her feel like she's being harsh in her response sure. and she doesn't want to be harsh. But if he comes at it with, I'm, I'm really struggling with trying to figure out what do I do with the dilemma of your lack of desire for me sexually? I'm really kind of wrestling with what's my part and how could I have co- colluded to help make mm-hmm. this happen? I need to do different. And it's kind of scary. Now all of a sudden I see if I got an ally in this or not. Gotcha. And yeah. a lot of times we don't take these kinds of risky stances because of that. They're risky. We're scared they're not going to be our ally. We might find data that I don't have a partner I thought I had. Mm-hmm. And I don't think that means the relationship ends, but it does put it in a much level, much greater level of, of jeopardy of what do we do with this? Mm-hmm. Because again, most of these are not questions that we answer then, that then see our path forward. A lot of them in my thinking are getting a clearer picture of what's the real truth and the dynamic we are facing, and it impacts on it, on each of us. And what do I do in light of that? Yeah. What do I do with the response I get? What do I do with the lack of response I get? But uh, as with everything yeah. with SMR, it starts with self first. And then you see and make the moves to see where your partner is alongside you. Mm-hmm. The art of marriage is really the art of keeping up to date with your partner, of staying on track with your own and each other's life goals as they emerge, exist, and change. 
It's about supporting each other and staying connected emotionally, intellectually, physically, and spiritually. Marsha Berger, LMFT. A great marriage doesn't happen by accident. Deeper connection with your spouse doesn't happen by accident either. Have you reached the point in your marriage where there's a slow creep of discontent or disconnect? When was the last time you talked with your spouse about anything other than the schedule, work, or kids? What if there was a way to be reminded on a weekly basis to touch base with your spouse? The State of Our Union helps you remember and discover what brought you together in the first place. It's a tool designed to help couples keep the important from being replaced by the immediate. Plus, this works from your own phone. 52 reminders, deepen your conversation, dream, and plan together. Go to smrnation.com forward slash union. Connect on a deeper level today. So an email that came in from a brand new listener, Pam. So they've only heard a few episodes thus far. So my wife and I, they've been married for seven years. Sex has been such a point of contention between us. She has a very low drive. It appears non-existent sometimes. Well, I feel like I could do it every day. On our wedding night, my wife showed zero enthusiasm on our way to the hotel for us to finally have sex. We were both virgins. That night, she experienced lots of pain during intercourse, and we settled for oral stimulation and both reached orgasm that way. For months, we couldn't have orgas- inter- sorry, for months we couldn't have intercourse because of this, and it wore on me so much. I started to turn to porn to cope with all these negative emotions and unmet expectations that had been dangled in front of me for years. I have a sponsor, and I've had counseling and mentors, and I'm making real progress now. I do have the occasional relapse, but I continue to move forward, and I've learned to deal with the emotions better. My wife also doesn't experience pain in such a severe way anymore, but all we can really do is missionary position, and our sex life seems really dull and flavorless. My wife doesn't really think about sex much, and sometimes I feel like it's all I think about. She has said it's because of my past porn use that it does hinder her some. She says it's not by anything I've done in bed. She's actually said I'm very patient with her pain, and she says, not bragging or anything, that I'm an incredible lover. She does orgasm at least once when we make love, so it's not for lack of pleasure. She's just not a sexually-minded person, and I don't know how to help her. In terms of variety, every time we try another position, she says it feels like I'm poking something inside her or even hitting her bladder. She wants to have more variety in our sex life, but it's just hard with the physical pain. If I took a guess, I'd say it's, it's the super strict religious upbringing paired with my past failures and then the pain. It all seems impossible to overcome. We've prayed about this for all so long, and it just so, seems so hopeless. I realize there's a lot here, and my thoughts are all over the place. Welcome to my brain. Hope you can help us with much love, a desperate couple. So this has a lot of similarity mm-hmm. um, to what we just talked about in some regards, but also to a, a, a themes we've had. Mm-hmm. and throughout a lot of episodes um you had a reaction at one point i'm curious my reaction was to the i don't know how to help her right like she's broken because she's someone who doesn't think about sex a whole lot right and um and and my response to that is neither does this person right here who's talking (laughs) i don't think about it all the time i'm a co-host on this show never has that been something that I think about all the time? So you might want to just get used to her not thinking about sex all the time. Right. But she's responsive to you. She's not going to have the level you, that you're going to have. Right. And but- so do some honing of your expectations as to 
why why would she need to think about sex all the time? Right, and this so, again, this, I'm, I'm getting on a no, this pedestal goes into, here on something that's yeah, I'm not really. Y'all, the, I'm gonna knock you off your yeah, soapbox with this. Please um, do. This goes into what we were talking about earlier. Of I want to receive from my partner. I want them to interact with the topic the same manner I do. Yeah, that's how I show love. But in actuality, that's fusion. That's mind meld. That's Borg collective, mm-hmm. right? Where it's one brain, and it's no, it's not. We are two different people, uniquely, wonderfully made. With varying degrees of things, mm-hmm. higher or lower. That's the way we frame it here at SMR. Mm-hmm. But I mean, the two things that jump out of is that idea of the super religious upbringing mm-hmm. can be playing a factor because that is something where yes, it's something that yes, you can be excited about it, which he obviously was going into their honeymoon and their wedding night. She probably was more anxious about it than excited. Which makes it hard and can be painful. And again, we got to get into looking at these things of the way these manifest ourselves within ourselves is similar. It's the meaning I attach to it. I can feel all butterflies and anxious about something and I'm excited for it. Mm -hmm. She could feel butterflies and anxious about something and she's terrified of it. Mm -hmm. Right. And some of it is, I think, legit from some of the women I've worked with where there's some serious fear about the first penetration possibilities of like, I don't even like putting a tampon in when I was younger. So Mm -hmm. I don't even want to imagine a penis Mm -hmm. going inside me. Right. Which immediately then restricts blood flow restricts you know the tension clenching happen you start clenching yes and so there's some struggle that just can happen and that's why a lot of people like them when all of a sudden you can have sex it's not a great experience at first Mm -hmm. because you can't you didn't figure out how to relax and not that that solves it all don't right there is physical pain that's that's not just anxiety based right obviously if she's having some pain you know back to the whole step one have you talked to a doctor? Right. <laughs> I mean, if if there is recurring pain, go get that checked out. You know, go right. to your OB and 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 make sure that you're running in smooth order. Right. Before you go check out, well, is this mental? But right? yeah, is because a- what what this does is when you have a painful experience, particularly in the at the beginning, then you now all of a sudden face the fact of anticipated pain mm-hmm. every time there's the possibility again. Mm-hmm. And so some of that, if it's not a physical thing for, where an OB has in a doc has cleared you, it's like there's no real clear signals that this is a biological, physical thing. Mm-hmm. Then it becomes, how do you make sure you've got plenty of lubrication? How do you make sure you're well warmed up? Because mm-hmm. a lot of times couples, when they're first starting, um, because of naivete, they go for intercourse too soon. Mm-hmm. She's not ready yet. She's not fully engorged and fully lubricated, which is the best inviting environment. Mm-hmm. Because if she's not, it's going to be, it, dryness is painful. Absolutely. So... Recognizing that anticipated anxiety, anticipated pain, how do you just calm yourselves down? How do you talk through it, release some of these expectations? But then the other, I, I want to talk about some positions that are possible because you ended it with the idea of how do we change it up? Yeah, only missionaries. Right, because get I sometimes I feel point. like you're hitting my bladder. Right. The one thing you mentioned with your little soapbox of the idea of a sexually minded person, mm-hmm. right? Because I wrote this down as I was kind of prepare, preparing for this is what if she doesn't want to be a sexually minded person, but she's a person that has sex. 
and actually enjoys it and really mm-hmm. gets into it. Does that mean she's not sexually minded? Right. So it's just, it's kind of like what you were describing yeah. of, wait, what is it that makes it so different if I don't think about it like you do? What makes that so bad? Yeah. Or wrong or heart or hurtful, if you will. Yeah. And, and you know, I guess I would, I would want to ask some questions too. You know, does she, when they go out on a date, they know they have an anniversary or whatever. Does she dress in a certain way for you? Does she dress in a manner that maybe she wants to look nice for you or sexual? Or does she wear undergarments? I, th- I think for a lot of ladies, that is their way of, I want to look attractive. I want to look becoming for right. leading on to, you know, other other things, being sexual things. Right. But that's not perceived by the spouse as something that, equates to thinking about right. sex. Uh, so it might be worth looking um, at some of the things that she actually does and maybe her way of being sexual or thinking about sex isn't just a different thing than what he thinks right. or what he would desire or what he's seen in movies or in porn or whatever. Right. No, and, and that's so. A lo- obviously, there's a lot of different things that have gone on in this that that add to the emotional chargedness, either in a good way or a bad way. Yeah. Right. The upbringing, the porn use. You know, those are things we got to reorient ourselves mm-hmm. on. What do I do with a partner that does this, mm-hmm. or that was that has this struggle, or there's the possibility? Because anytime couples have experienced pain during intercourse, there's always in the back of both of your minds: Is this one going to hurt? Yeah. Right. Yeah. And so that's why it's harder than to change up positions too, because you find a reliable one that, or a majority of the time it's reliable. Why do I want to get really adventurous? Right. I don't want to do something where you go too deep because that could hurt even more. Because mm-hmm. sometimes, again, mm-hmm. a woman needs to warm up because if a average sized male in mm-hmm. the in, in an erect penis enters into the vagina all the way in in a normal average space of a vagina. Mm-hmm. If she's not engorged, the cervix has not lifted up and out of the way. And so when you do full full thrust, you can hit her cervix, which can hurt mm-hmm. too. That's not the vaginal tightness, which is akin to vaginismus mm-hmm. or some of that pressure mm-hmm. and pain that comes. That's the deep in, inside her genitalia mm-hmm. pain. But when she gets engorged, it actually lifts that thing. The cervix lifts up and out of the way, which is a cool cool fat feature of, of the design. Yes. I mean, I mean, who can tell me there's not somebody behind this whole thing? Right. Right. <laughs> but so if you're just looking at making sure you're taking your time and then you can look at some of the different positions that help you control depth and more importantly, help her control depth. True. Right. I because mean, then she gets to take some power of this thing. Well, and there's some things she can do with her hands on him yep. that help with that, right? Yep. Put her hand, even while he's inserting, put her hand at the base mm-hmm. to help control kind of the depth maybe. Right. But she that puts can, a natural block. And then she can do some stuff with her hands on him as well mm-hmm. at the same time, right? Get some fingers down there wrapped around mm-hmm. but, um, back behind. But it's, so there's a lot of different things that we can do that, I mean, we've been pr- proponents of, if you want to change up missionary position while you start in missionary position, 
at some point during the intercourse act, raise up on your knees. All of a sudden, you're in a different position. Mm -hmm. She stays where she is. You shift your body. That's one different position right then and there. It's a whole lot simpler. It's not a dramatic, whoa, hold on, what are you doing? Because you can even do that while still inserted in her. Mm -hmm. But then some of the other ones that you can control the depth a lot easier just because the angles, spooning is one, unless you slide around more for mm-hmm. rear injury. But mm-hmm. if you're spooning, it changes the angle. Um, her sitting in your lap is one that she you can't get full insertion mm-hmm. that way unless you lean back. You know, there's you got to position yourself differently. Yeah. Um, but then the other one too, which we talked about, just alluded to, is just her on top. Because then she gets to have the control of how, and this is one where you don't grab her hips and make her move. You let her take charge with it and you kind of find a rhythm. And then the big key I would say about any position you have where you're facing each other, look each other in the eye while you're having the moments of trying something new. Oh, definitely. Right? Yeah. Calm yourself down. Be courageous. Mm-hmm. see it in each other be scared see it in each other <laughs> it's okay it's all part of this the depth and the profoundness of what happens when we grow as sexual beings together and that gives her a cleaner way of communicating to him if there's something wrong right right, right. Does, does it hurt but it also gives ways to show confidence of this is good right this doesn't hurt i'm good it's we're good, good. because go. again this is that A lot of times, couples that have had painful intercourse experiences, in the back of both their minds is the, can I trust what I'm seeing? Will this last? And for her, too, can I trust that this will last? Can I stay relaxed enough? Uh You know, and so... Well, so not just even looking at each other. It's if he sees a face that he's not sure about or ask her, uh hey, you okay? Right. We good. Yep. Do I need to change something? And so realize this is disruptive at times. So what? So is trying to go into it anyway. Yeah. I'm. We're just bigger proponents with SMR of claim the disruption better mm-hmm. and then navigate accordingly. Mm-hmm. Well, this doesn't, if you were just listening to the regular content today, it may not make sense. But um, in the extended content, when we're talking about feelings, where mm-hmm. they come from, and mm-hmm. um, we wanted to find that song, Feelings. Nothing, nothing more, more than feelings. feelings. <laughs> Just, there are a lot of different versions of that thing out there, or God. remakes and covers of that. There's like 50 <laughs> different versions. <laughs> but it's so funny how you hear a word, and that's the immediate thing that comes to my mind is that song. Yeah. Feelings. Mine too. And I'm immediately, in my mind, singing that song. (laughs) And tell me how, you know, marriage isn't complicated. (laughs) And life doesn't get complicated. When that's what's going on, when something happens and immediately we relate it to something. And yet I'm married to somebody else that relates it to something else. Right, right, Man, and then I try to do sex with that person. I'm telling you. It could be really good or (laughs) it could be really rough. Well, this has been Sexy Marriage Radio. If we left something undone, please let us know. 214-702-9565 or feedback at sexymarriageradio.com. We'll see you next time.